when you look outside of yourself, right, when you begin to engage with your community and begin to do things for others, um, you start to feel a little bit better across the board. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I'm your host, Benjamin Rangel, and on today's episode, you will hear an interview with Joanna Brooks, who is the founder of Embody Yoga, uh, an amazing yoga studio here that's doing more than just yoga, as you'll hear in a bit. Uh, This interview was recorded on our radio show, 104.1 Riverwest Radio. You can listen live on the radio at 104.1 or online at riverwestradio.com. Just want to give a quick plug to our patrons, our supporters. Thank you so much for your support. If you're looking to support local journalism, uh, long-form interviews with people doing great work in the city, like the one you're going to hear in the bit, but also some investigative stuff that we try to throw in there every once in a while, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash bridge the city. If you donate now, you get an amazing Bridge the City t-shirt. You can donate for as little as $4.14. That's 414, baby. Come on, donate. Really appreciate that. But now, I want us to get into a comfortable position. Maybe take a deep breath. Feel the breath. Just kidding. Uh, Just prepping you for this interview about yoga. Here it is. (laughs) That was terrible. Can we just start off with an introduction for our listeners? Uh, Where did your interest in yoga start? Yeah, so I started practicing yoga when I was in middle school, actually. And it wasn't like I was fully aware of what I was getting into or all the benefits associated with the practice of yoga. It was just that my siblings had to be at school before me, and I'm a really light sleeper, so they would wake me up as they were like getting up and getting ready. So I would just go into the living room, turn the TV on, flipping through channels, and I noticed that there was this um, broadcast on Channel 10 here in Milwaukee. And so it was this older woman who had like two 15-minute yoga programs that came on back-to-back. So I would just sit on the carpet in the living room and do yoga with her every morning before school. So that was kind of like the start for me. Um, I did that through middle school and then in high school and college, I got into running and dance and aerobics and all of that good stuff. And then once I graduated um, from college, I returned to yoga with um, hot yoga. And you started uh, Embody Yoga, right? Like you are the founder, mm-hmm. even though you were doing yoga at a young age, I would, I would assume younger than most people start yoga. Did you mm-hmm. always know that you wanted to eventually have a yoga studio? Where did that come from? Absolutely not. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> looking at, looking back now, it seems like everything aligned and worked out for me to be in the place that I'm in now. Um, but like 10 years ago, I never would have imagined that I would uh, own a yoga studio or a business, much less be a yoga teacher. So my plan had always been to potentially go to law school, become an attorney. Um, I eventually ended up um, getting my master's in counseling. So at one point, I thought that I would dive deep into that field. And it was 
actually just being in a yoga class and realizing how good yoga made me feel that kind of inspired me to go through teacher training. You know, my thought was that as a yoga teacher, fresh out of teacher training, you have to like teach for other people and teach in studios for multiple years, like 10 years or more. And then you would have enough knowledge and enough of a following to branch out on your own. But I just felt like, you know, considering I wasn't seeing a lot of um, Black people, people of color practicing yoga, I felt like you know, I needed to move a little bit faster on things. So um, I went ahead and started in body yoga really just a few months, really, after I completed teacher training and the rest is history. And I was very excited for this interview because I just started practicing yoga. And I, I kind of told you this in our email correspondence. And so um, I have I've done it before in college, like once or twice. And then I went years without ever doing yoga. But I had such bad back pain recently. I was like, all right, I got to try something here. So mm-hmm. um, I'm almost finished with my 30-day yoga. Uh, and so I'm proud of that. But can you talk a little bit about the impact yoga has had on your emotional and mental health? Because I, I know for me, it was, it was more physical, but I've gotten this m- emotional and mental reward. And so can you talk about a little bit about what practicing offers to others beyond the physical components? Yeah, absolutely. And I can do that through the lens of talking about my own experience. So I think a lot of people, myself included, and you also probably come to the practice of yoga for the physical benefits, right? You Mm -hmm. want to get rid of some pain. You want to see muscle development, more flexibility, things like that. Um, And I think people actually continue to practice because they realize that it gives them something beyond that. Like it supports them mentally and emotionally. And then that was the case for me. So another um, another factor that led to me starting in body yoga was the fact that um, around that time I was going through like a serious like breakup and heartbreak and yoga helped me through that entire process. In fact, it, it kind of led me to end the relationship, you know, on the mat um, as you're moving through the practice. Um, You're very in tune with yourself. And I think you're um, much more open to like receiving um, messages or confirmation, intuition, all of that good stuff. So I kept getting um, the sense that I needed to end this relationship that I was in, even though I didn't want to. Right. I had all the signs um, that it wasn't good for me or healthy for me, um, but I was still really attached to the idea of this person in this relationship. So through my practice of yoga, I was convicted really to end that relationship. And then it was a practice that kind of helped me heal after the breakup. And so I'm practicing um, and going through the process of getting over um, love in a relationship. And I realized um, through conversation with a really good friend that I needed to redirect my energy to something positive or something that would kind of just distract me. And so um, that was another reason why I started in body yoga. I just needed kind of like a hobby or a passion project to throw all of my attention and energy into. And it, it helped really like a situation that was potentially one of the most difficult and challenging and darkest points in my life led to something that I believe could be beautiful and something that helps um, a lot of other people also. So I think it's amazing how that works. But yeah, it's those um, mental and emotional benefits, um, I think, that really keep people practicing, keep people on their mat. 
one other aspect of your mission at uh, Embody Yoga is to make yoga more affordable. Now, this is something I can relate to because back when I was a student and even after, I felt yoga was a little inaccessible because of the price point. Um, mm-hmm. How does Embody compare to other studios in terms of affordability? Or another way to think about this is why was that part of your mission when you started the yoga studio? Yeah, so compared to like most other yoga studios um, in the city, and I believe even around the country, um, we charge about 50% of what those um, studios charge. And that was intentional on my part. Um, I knew that there wasn't a large market or audience for yoga at the time that I started Embody Yoga, right? I mean, that's why I started it. I wasn't seeing a lot of people of color, Black people, um, in my yoga classes that I was attending at other studios. I wasn't seeing them on the mat. And so when you think about how people value things, if there's something new that they're um, completely unfamiliar with, I think it's kind of difficult to get by in with a high price point, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other part of it, though, too, is because we know, you know, we live in Milwaukee, and so it's incredibly segregated. Um, Systemic racism is a thing, and that impacts um, how much um, disposable income people have to spend on things like yoga, right? So, um, you know, I just wanted people to have access to the practice. And I knew that in order for that to be the case, then I needed to um, make sure it was affordable and drop my prices. Yeah. And so if listeners haven't gathered already, there's more to uh, there's more to your practice and to your studio than just yoga, right? There's a mission behind it, a purpose. Can you talk a little bit about um, this aspiring Black yoga teachers education fund you recently started? Yeah, absolutely. So I started the fund um, in early June. And so I've been thinking about our mission and how that extends beyond myself. It extends beyond the other teachers at Embody Yoga, and it extends uh, potentially beyond our students, right? We want to have a greater impact in Milwaukee. And so that means using whatever influence I have, leveraging that um, to be of service and benefit to others, specifically aspiring Black yoga teachers. So, so often, you know, after I get done teaching a class, whether I'm out in the community or at the studio, I'll have a yogi come up to me and, you know, kind of shyly tell me that they're interested in yoga teacher training and that they potentially want to become a yoga teacher. And they have a lot of questions about that process. But one thing that is commonly shared with me is how um, they find it to be incredibly expensive mm-hmm. um, and unaffordable. And that presents a barrier, right, um, to and entry just, for those and- people. Yeah, and sorry to interrupt, but I was doing some digging before, and when we say expensive, uh, the some numbers that I saw were like over two thousand dollars for teacher education, yoga teacher um, like training. So like really expensive, super inaccessible in my mind at least. So I made a post on social media, and I just kind of mentioned it in passing um, that I was starting this fund, and we started to get um, donations coming in, and so with the funds that we've raised to date. Um, People have been so generous. We are providing partial and full scholarships um, for aspiring Black yoga teachers to attend a quality um, teacher training program of their choice. Now, initially, our goal um, was to be able to send 
like three aspiring teachers through training, but because of the generosity that the community has shown us, we will be able to send um, significantly more. And I'm, I'm talking like six to eight um, wow. aspiring yoga teachers through training. Yeah. And that's, you are facilitating entrepreneurship there too, right? Like it's more than just the, the spiritual and health components of yoga that you are uplifting within the community and particularly within the black community here in Milwaukee. But mm-hmm. like, who knows if one of those teachers that this fund is sponsoring might end up starting their own yoga studio just as you did, um, mm-hmm. or they have now a skill that they can they can utilize wherever they go because, I mean, yoga ex- exists theoretically uh, all over the country. And so this is transferable skill you're also inputting into the community. So that's amazing that in fact that there's, a, there's an entrepreneurship yeah. a- aspect as well. Yeah, that's exactly the goal. Um, and what I meant when I said it's about more than me and it's about more than Embody Yoga. Mm, yep. And so um, when I started Embody Yoga, I was still working full time um, and I was teaching in my free time after work on weekends and things like that. And so kind of unexpectedly, it was this additional um, source of income for me uh, that was very helpful Um Later, as I started to dive a little bit deeper into the business and then needed, you know, funding for marketing and um, other things, website development and all of that good stuff, you know, running the business is expensive. And so I'd, I would imagine for um, these um, up and coming teachers, it's going to be an additional source of income for them for sure. Um, but I do hope that they decide to start their own yoga businesses and potentially open their own yoga studios. And in fact, one initiative that I'm working on right now that kind of works hand in hand with the Aspiring Black Yoga Teachers Education Fund is an opportunity for um, new teachers in Milwaukee and these up and coming teachers to actually use our studio space to teach their classes um, at an incredibly reduced rate um, so that they can begin to build and see um, growth uh, in that additional source of income that they've generated for themselves. Yeah. And I was literally getting chills as you were talking, because what you're saying is that you have your own studio that obviously you have customers, um, who attend regularly. And what you're doing is hoping to create competition theoretically, which is seemingly antithetical to, uh, you know, what a good quote unquote business should do. Um, Mm -hmm. but of course you're looking beyond, uh, you know, the, the money-making part of it and looking towards the community building part of it, which is really inspiring. And I think, uh, what Milwaukee needs, if not the whole country needs, um, especially nowadays. Yep, absolutely. It can't just be about like the business and the money, right? Like, um, you know, I want to leave something of value here in Milwaukee. Should I decide to leave one day? You know, I, I want to have impacted people's lives in a, in a positive way um, and giving them something that can live beyond me, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, well, we hopefully uh, hopefully you, you don't leave Milwaukee because you sound like such a, an amazing <laughs> yoga teacher, but also amazing person and a great asset to the community. So, Joanna, in preparing for this interview, I was reading some like articles uh, around yoga and particularly the intersection of yoga and race and socioeconomics and stuff. And there was an article published in 2014 in The Atlantic by author uh, Rosalie Murphy titled, 
why your yoga class is so white. And I'm just going to read a little excerpt and I kind of want to hear your opinion on it. A 2009 study in the Journal of Religion and Health found that 63% of African Americans and 50% of Hispanic Americans pray to improve their health. Only 17 and 12% respectively reported relying on alternative spiritual practice like meditation or yoga to stay healthy. In contrast, twice as many white Americans identify with alternative spiritual practices and don't pray at all. Do you think it's correct to say that there's a spiritual disconnect that impedes black people and people of color from getting into yoga? Is that something you've heard or seen in your experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, More so in the beginning when I first started in body yoga than now. So, uh, you know, obviously since I started in body yoga, there have been more, um, Black yoga teachers that have gone through training are offering classes around the city, right? So that expands like our reach, right? That Mm -hmm. um, increases the volume of the message that collectively we're trying to send about the benefits of yoga. Um, But when I started out, I would have people approach me like, hey, you know, I'm kind of interested in this, but my pastor said that (laughs) that yoga is demonic and that It'll make my brain empty and my brain can never be empty. You know, like those conversations go pretty deep. I've even had people go as far as to um, show up at a studio that I was teaching at, whether it's for a public class or a private event and tell me like, hey, I'm not going to actually do yoga because I don't um, believe in it. And my church tells Mm. me that I shouldn't participate in it. Um, but I'm just going to sit in the back and kind of like watch, you know, wow, so okay. I know that people have a lot of, you know, misconceptions about what yoga actually is. Um, and that prevents them from being able to freely partake in the practice, even though I believe that curiosity is there. Yeah. And so you started, uh, you started Embody in 2015, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So uh, over that five years, I'm, I mean, we've talked to entrepreneurs and, and you know, um, people who started their own business um, on the podcast before, and we know that there's challenges, uh, but there's also some like real highlights. What's been the the, the biggest uh, challenge? And then I'm right after you answer that, uh, we're going to go into like the highlight of you owning and, and running uh, Embody Yoga. What's been the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge, I believe, is getting started. So it's really hard as a teacher um, just starting out to offer something to the community and you show up every week and nobody else shows up. Nobody's meeting yeah. you there, you know, to, to, to take part in what you have to offer. Yeah. And that was the story for Embody Yoga for a long time. And honestly, then looking back, I'm not sure why I continued but I just felt like I needed to keep it going. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess somewhere um, deep down inside, I believe if I kept showing up um, and being consistent, then eventually people would start to come. And so um, that ended up being the case. And to be clear, we are still a relatively small yoga studio, right? We are still um, in essence, building our target market, and we're still educating the community about the benefits of yoga and things like that. Um, but I think we're performing really well. We see great success when we have events in the community. We are well supported um, by our community and our um, studio class attendance, um, at least 
you know, uh, pre-COVID was um, growing. Yeah. So, you know, I feel really positive about, you know, um, where we're going, considering where we started. So, you know, the challenges in starting and staying motivated. Yeah. You know? and, and you did, you did stay motivated and you're still here five years later. That's amazing. I mean, just that persistence is super inspiring. So I hope people are listening to this and like, they have that dream, they have that idea and they hear you and they're like, you know what? I can, I can persist. I can keep going. Uh, and so you, I think you're about, you're about to move on to success or like thing that you're most proud of maybe is another way to think of it over the last five years. We opened our studio in at the very end of November in 2018. So I think it's an accomplishment in and of itself to finally have like a, a brick and mortar studio mm. before we were, um, sharing space at Walnut Way, which is an amazing um, community center and organization on the north side of Milwaukee. Um, and I always credit them because they helped me out a lot. They gave me a space in which to t- teach um, at a relatively inexpensive rate, which kind of inspired, you know, some of the initiatives that I want to offer um, to new and future yoga teachers at the Embody Yoga Studio. But um, around the time of our grand opening, I just received so much love and so many like positive messages and comments, you know, on social media and even in person from people who I didn't even know were paying attention to, you know, what I was doing really, Mm -hmm. or people I didn't even think were really interested in yoga. And they would approach me and say, you know, I've been watching your journey from the beginning. So to see where you are now, um, they, you know, shared that they found that to be really inspiring and they shared that they were so happy for me and they were so happy for us, um, you know, us, you know, in a sense, being the, the black community here in Milwaukee. And so that has really um, meant a lot to me. You highlighting the community makes me think about your where your studio is located, which is in the beautiful, amazing Sherman Phoenix, correct? Yeah. Yes. So for those mm-hmm. for those who don't know, it's located at 3536 West Fond du Lac. And the Sherman Phoenix is a amazing mixed use space where you can get coffee, fresh spring rolls, a haircut, and of course yoga all in one place. In my mm-hmm. view, the way I describe it to people who come and visit is that it's a a better version of the of the Milwaukee public market. Uh, hopefully that doesn't get me into too much trouble. Um, but uh, in the few minutes we have left here, what are some benefits of being in a space like that? Yeah, I think the greatest thing is, you know, when the Sherman Phoenix opened also at the end of um, 2018, there was just so much community support and excitement around that particular development. Like people were, um, to a certain extent, like emotionally invested in the Sherman Phoenix. And I think that has definitely carried through um, to this day. You know, like the community has supported the Sherman Phoenix. They've supported all of the the entrepreneurs there, myself included, through this pandemic when most people would expect um, for uh, our businesses to struggle, right, or be on the brink of closing. So um, just to be in that space and be surrounded with um, like-minded people who have similar goals, right? You know, where mm-hmm. we all own businesses. So there's definitely a financial aspect there. But more than anything, I think um, they are also truly invested in the community in a way that extends beyond 
the financial. It extends beyond business practices and it extends beyond financial gain. Joanna, if you have an action step for a listener, maybe somebody who's interested in yoga or just any everyday resident here in Milwaukee, what's a tangible action step you would give to them and how to get involved and make a difference in their community? Um, I think the the greatest thing at this point um, and it's so needed right now is thinking outside of oneself, right? Yeah. Um, I read this really great book um, that talked about, you know, depression and maybe why um, it's so prevalent now. And a lot of that is based around like how our society is set up, right? And not to make light of um, anyone's, you know, emotional experiences or mental health or anything like that. But uh, in that book, there was a, a little bit of a discussion about how sometimes we are so focused on ourselves and our lives and what's not going right. Um, and they were able to present studies that showed when you look outside of yourself, right, when you begin to engage with your community and begin to do things for others, um, you start to feel a little bit better across the board. And so at a time like this where there's so much um, discord in our community, um, there's so much stress and uncertainty, you know, around COVID and the impact that it has, you know, on so many different levels of life. I think that um, we will all benefit just by looking outside of ourselves and thinking about uh, potential ways in which we could serve others or work to, to better the community here in Milwaukee. Amazing. That's a, a beautiful point to end on. Um, and just for listeners sake, uh, even with COVID, they can still get some yoga from Embody Yoga um, via internet, right? In the park, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, we have those two options. Great. So uh, COVID not stopping the healing and benefits of yoga provided by Embody here. And then really quickly, favorite yoga pose? Favorite yoga pose by far is dancer pose. Dancer pose. Okay. I don't know all the poses yet because I just started, but I'll take note of that. And then, and then hopefully I can I can master that one too. I haven't really mastered much yet. But uh, thank you so much, Joanna, f- for being on the podcast and the radio show. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening to Bridge the City. Every single time you listen, you share, you like, you comment, you rate, it demonstrates to us that you care about the city. You care about learning more and how to get involved. We'll continue to make good quality content as long as we continue to have you all listening. Um, If you're thinking about supporting an organization doing great work in the city, especially as the election nears, maybe you're curious about which organizations are covering uh, election news, how to get involved civically, look no further because Bridges City does all that. Uh, Consider supporting us on patreon.com slash bridge the city. Special thank you to Joanna Brooks, the founder of Embody Yoga. She's clearly doing amazing work here in the city. My action step for you all is to support Joanna. Go to a class virtually in the park, although the weather is a little sketchy nowadays. Uh, Donate to her aspiring black yoga teachers education fund. Make a difference here in the community. This episode was produced by me, Benjamin Rangel, edited also by me, music by Casey Masters. As always, please reach out and let us know how you have helped bridge the city. Bridge the city.